episode of MCW Fancast. My name's Emma, thanks for listening. Last Sunday saw Nick Cushing's side travel to Birmingham City in the WSL. Manchester City were able to get the 2-0 win away from home, which saw City go top of the table. It was Ellen White who opened up the scoring against their former club with an early goal. I think it was something like 37 seconds uh, to give City the lead early in the game. And in the second half, Kira Walsh unleashed a shot from range which saw the Blues take the 2-0 lead and was able to see out the game for the win. It was announced this week that manager Nick Cushing and Paulina Bremer have both been nominated for Player and Manager of the Month for the Barclays FAWSL. If you head over to the Barclays FAWSL account, you'll be able to find the link to vote. Uh, Voting closes at 12pm on Monday the 27th of January. Later in the podcast, I chat to Dave from the OSC, who provides fans with some matchday information. If you're looking to make the trip to Lee Sports Village on Saturday for the fourth round FA Cup tie against Manchester United. And I also chat to Rodney Cyrus, who supports the red side of Manchester, as we look ahead to the weekend and preview the upcoming Manchester derby. Uh, we chat about United's season so far, what to expect from the team and um, our predictions for the game. But first, here is manager Nick Cushion and Ellen White speaking at full-time at Birmingham City. Yeah, of course. I mean, this has always been a difficult place for us to come, whether it be uh, under uh, Marta or under Mark Skinner previously you know we've had some real difficult games here but um, today uh, scoring early helps but I thought we could have been a little bit better in maybe going and getting a second goal uh, in the first half but when we got it in the second half I thought it gave us full control of the game we played Sheffield in midweek and Pauline's got a hat-trick but Ellen was a bit frustrated that she had two or three good chances that she would normally take and she didn't so I think today she was she was motivated to score if she got chances and to score so early just settles everybody down and, and, and I think it makes the game a little bit more complex for Birmingham who are playing on the counter-attack and trying to you know trying to get, create chances from set pieces you know I said after the Everton game these games are difficult this league is so competitive now and maybe the emotion and the um, the complexity of saying that I'm leaving in five games could have affected the squad but they're so professional, you know, we've got some real experienced professional players here and some really motivated young players and they've shown that they've got a huge desire to win trophies this year, whether I'm here or not, and I'm proud of that here. It helps you to go into games knowing that you can control the games. Um, we probably need to be better offensively, especially when we've got such... A, uh, we had a lot of moments when Birmingham turned the ball over in and around their final third, and I think we've got to do better there. Um, but yeah, of course, going into the game with a clean sheet and a win, it makes us confident. We just got to have a good training week now. Uh, I thought Kira Walsh and Caroline Weir controlled the game. The two of them, uh, you know, since we changed Caroline Weir's position and put them two in together, um, they've really got a, 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 an understanding of each other's games and they control the game offensively in our build-up and then create a lot of chances for us. So I think one thing we'll learn is when they play well, our team plays well. Well, we've got Man United away at Man United in the FA Cup and that's a difficult game. You know, we, we've lost there in the Continental Cup so um, our players will be hugely motivated to make sure that we, we play better. We had a good performance there. We just didn't create enough chances and gave away two really sloppy goals. Um, and just an opportunity at the FA Cup. We hold the FA Cup. We've won it twice. So we want to make sure that we're still in the hat 
for the next round. Yeah, obviously it was nice to get back on the score sheet um, and obviously for us to start the game um, so well. Um, but yeah, I think for us it was just about getting three points. Moving forward and looking forward to it, we've got a massive kind of week, couple of weeks coming up. So uh, yeah, it was important to get the early goal. Probably a bit more sloppy in the, in the first half, but yeah, we grew into the second. You know, it gives us a lot of confidence and momentum going into a big week for us. And obviously we know what Birmingham are about and what they can bring and they've got very, very good players. So um, yeah, it was, it was a tough game, but I think it was a professional performance from us as well. And um, yeah, in the second half, we moved the ball really well. Yeah, I think, well, he it, it comes from him really and the confidence he gives us and the belief he gives us. So um, yeah, we're really proud for him to kind of manage the, the next few games and uh, obviously hopefully um, send him away with good performances and good wins and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it comes from him and obviously, yeah, we're all about the mentality, professionalism and also, you know, performing and, you know, training day in, day out to, to hopefully for the performances to come fruition on, on a weekday or even during the week. Excited. I, I haven't played him yet, so uh, <laughs> I've been really frustrated. Obviously, we played at the Etihad and obviously we played him in the Conti Cup. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to... To obviously be a, be able to, to play a part um, and uh, yeah we can't wait for that game obviously for now for us it's about resting and recovery um, and looking forward to that game I don't think we're going to prepare any differently to, to how we prepare normally um, for us it's about rest and recovery training hard performing when it matters and and you know being professional and uh, you know the the, the games that we've had in the last kind of few days have given us a lot of confidence and momentum for them games coming up. So uh, yeah, nothing changes for us. We'll be really diligent and really professional in, in what we do and how we go about it. Hi Dave, how are you? Hi Emma, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, Good. Just a bit of a quick recap on um, Sunday's game, Birmingham away. Uh, did you enjoy the game? Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, I thought City played very well. Um, it's a place we've had trouble with in the past, uh, obviously. So, you know, it's always been a tough fixture for us and I thought we handled it well. Obviously, scoring in the first minute helped as well. Unbelievable. Was not expecting that. I'd just settled into my seat. <laughs> we scored. It was like, what? Uh, it was so quick. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, if you want to, if you want to get off of the front foot, that is just a perfect example of how to do it. said Birmingham you know on paper you know it's one of those fixtures you look at it, it could be a bit uh, a bit of an iffy one you know and unfortunately from Birmingham I was expecting hoping for a bit more but it just didn't come I think probably Lucy Stanleyforth had probably the best of the opportunities um but I, I just yeah it doesn't yeah. seem to be going too well for them at the moment does it Kira Walsh's goal, I mean, unbelievable. Really I thought she was outstanding again. I mean, I say this every week and I get bored of saying it because she's just every week moved up into one of the match. I got Kira Walsh uh, because, it, you know, it's just, she's just brilliant to watch. Great, mm. 
and things like that finish on Sunday was, was just beautiful the way she you know, yeah. put it away. And I suppose like it went in off the post rather than out because it deserves to go in, it was, you know, it just caps a great day for her. Yeah, I mean, she caught it so sweet. I mean, when you, in the moment, um, you probably don't appreciate it as much, but when you're looking back at the replay, it just, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, the technical ability to get that ball and hit that ball like that and to score. I mean, Nick has spoke about, well, the team has spoken after and joked about how Kira should take more shots on goal and what a fine way to show that, you know, she's got that in her locker. Yeah, maybe she should shoot more. Uh, obviously, scoring goals like that is only going to give her the confidence to do that. So uh, we might see a few more goals from her. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, the way she's playing, she's playing brilliant every week. Her, I thought her and Jill on, on Sunday controlled that game. Yeah. They both were excellent, and it could easily have been either of them that took man of the match, or I should say player of the match, because uh, they were both outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So, obviously, looking ahead to the weekend then, the derby, um, you've got some information for fans that are making the trip to the Lee Sports Village. What do they need to know? Yeah, exactly. As you say, the, uh, the FA, Women's FA Cup, Manchester derby, this time away against the United, the short trip to Lee. I'll give you the full address. It's uh, the Lee Sports Village Stadium, which is Fail Way, F-A-L-E, Fail Way, in Lee, W-N-7, Because you uh, see, like we saw at Birmingham, they go up, you know, it goes up by a few quid, so that's yeah, not a bad increase. Did I say Sunday? Uh, on it 
and then I can give you a contact uh, details if anyone wants to go. It's available to all City fans who fancy coming. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's from 10 a.m. It's leaving the blue car park at the Etihad Stadium. That's the usual one we leave from. You can leave your car there, and obviously the coach will return you there after the game. It's leaving at 10 a.m. Uh, blue car park at Etihad Stadium, which is the big one at the back near the gasometer off Alan Shore in Way. shall see indeed well thanks for that dave yeah you're welcome uh, welcome as usual and um, we've had a bit of a chat about maybe doing just a, a quick preview uh at the start of the week next week for the arsenal game certainly um think he'll want to go out obviously getting the, these wins um you know before he obviously great, does leave a great way to sign off for his, uh, his whole era if you win on saturday get through to the country cup final obviously that'd be fantastic and then we've got that massive wsl game against Arsenal. it's gonna be an emotional day for nick yeah um, it's gonna be an emotional day for all of us yeah absolutely um, you know Looking yeah, forward. Yeah, I've certainly uh, I've got some travelling for if anyone wants it for the Arsenal game. So yeah, if we do a quick uh, if we can do a quick update next week and I can let everyone know any details we need for that. Yeah, that'll be great. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks, and, and I'll see you on bye. Saturday. You will indeed. See bye. you then. Bye.
Hi, Rodney. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks for inviting me on to the podcast. I'm finally here. Representing. Yeah, good. Uh, representing the red side of Manchester. The red side of Manchester. <laughs> I, hope I, do the, I hope I do them proud. Good. So how long have you been following? Because uh, you follow both the men and the women's team. So how did that start for you? Well, in terms of the men's team, it's uh, from the age of eight, really, uh, following them as a, as a boy. Um, I live in London, so obviously it's, it's, it was at, back, back at that point, it was mainly from television and radio yeah. um, and, and buying magazines and, and football magazines at the weekend and the following year I was there. But in terms of the women, as soon as the, the team was created... Um, I couldn't wait to go and, and watch the games and uh, it took me a while to get to the first one but I've been I've been following their their you know results and their performances uh, from the very beginning so yeah I'm excited that they're they're here and I'm excited for the journey that they've been on and hopefully they'll be uh, successful uh, this year and uh, the following years. Yeah. So how have you enjoyed their progress so far and from obviously that transition to the championship and and obviously to now the women's super league. Well, I, you know, I, I have enjoyed it. At the beginning of the season, um, I had a conversation with a, 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 a number of the Barmy Army and we talked about what we thought would be a successful season in terms of league position, trophies, etc. You know, the kind of thing that you do as, as fans, yeah. who would be the star. And, um, I mean, there have been some disappointing results, but, you know, as a, as a first season in the, the Women's Super League, you have to be happy with the performance overall. You have to be happy with the way that they've adapted to the league and the challenges that they faced. And, you know, the, the fans that are around them have probably helped them settle in a lot easier than they probably would have if they didn't have that kind of support. So, you know, I look at it as a whole and think that, you know, what Casey's done so far has been fantastic. And the players that are there just seem to really buy into uh, the Manchester United kind of women's ethos and they're, for me they're creating their own history which is really nice to see from the beginning and where they are now so yeah it's good really good good so looking ahead to Saturday then how are you feeling for our third <laughs> third derby so, uh, of the it, season is it only the third ever yeah I'm, I'm sure it was <laughs> can you believe it honestly it's like a rocky franchise isn't it? <laughs> yes. it is it's seriously I'm expecting um, Manchester Derby son of or daughter of uh, at some point <laughs> no I'm I'm there's a little bit I'm confident but I'm uneasy uh, I have watched a number of other games and I've, I've seen Manchester City play obviously on player but I've seen them play live and they played Spurs and they're operating at, at, a, at a totally different level than they did in the initial derby at the beginning of the season. And that's down to um, to the, the, the forward players who, who look frightening. Yeah. Um, very, very frightening. So I'm, if, if, if it were a percentage, I would say I'm 40% confident in terms of a Manchester United victory. Um, and that's because I know what Manchester City have been able to do in the last few weeks. Uh, so yeah hedging my bets a little bit yeah I mean it, it is a, always a difficult tie to sort of judge but obviously now with it being the fourth round of the FA Cup big fixture for either team as obviously a win will see either team progress to the to the next round of the competition I'm sure you'll be hoping for a United win and I'll have taken confidence confidence uh, from our earlier encounter at the Conti's Cup stage when you ran out win winners at the Ellis feet back in October. So how do you think United will approach this game this time round? 
mean, Casey will probably try. She will play the same formation that, uh, in the, from the last time. Um, it's really strange because I looked at her formation in the last game and she had a slightly more advanced because it's normally like a four-three-three, but she had a four-two-three-one. It looked like with um, Zellen being slightly more advanced. Um, she will no doubt, and the girls will no doubt be aware of what Manchester City have been able to do since January, the start of January, and it'll be. Probably the same kind of 4-3-3, but they will be aware of the threat that Manchester City pose, particularly in the middle of the park, and particularly the, the, the two forward players, Bremer and uh, White. So, yeah, um, oh, yeah do you know, it's, it's, it's almost too tough to call, which is why I'm kind of like 40% that United will win, but knowing what I know of Manchester City, they will want to win this game. Yeah. They will, you know, it, in terms of um, a result, it's one all in terms of wins for each team. But this competition, when you talk about the Conti Cup, when you talk about the FA Cup and the history of the FA Cup and what that actually means, it, it is a, a bigger prize. It has more prestige. And, and with that, the pressure of coming out on top for both teams is, is going to be you know, ratcheted up, no doubt. And uh, I'm nervous already. And the game hasn't even kicked off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, so am I. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, Casey, Casey Stoney spoke out um, recently about how she feels like there's been a bit of complacency amongst the players and with positions in the teams. And we've seen changes from the squad and rotation in recent games. And even the manager taking responsibility for, in some respects. So how do you think those sort of changes have been impacting the team? Well, I, I, I believe that she's in a difficult position because she's talking about complacency. That that only comes about when players know they're always going to play, which has been the case for, for the first 11. There's been a, a consistent selection of, of, of players and I suppose the hand has been forced in terms of the competitions where she's had to rotate. Mm. The disadvantage in this game, and when she talks about performance, is that you... you you know, the last game she brought on a substitute who then got red carded. Yeah. Which, you know, which kind of... And Ella too, that was Ella too, yeah. wasn't it? And she's, she has yes, been Ella doing too. really well as well when she's been coming on. I know she's been contributing to the goals. Yeah, she has. So it's, it's when she talks about um, complacency, you know, when you've got your players that come in to get their, their, their spot in the team and they then get a red card, other team, other players who are already being selected will kind of, kind of, well, I'm going to be selected again because there's one less midfield player that I have to contend with there's another midfield player who's out who's now gone on loan so the complacency bit is probably been about more than more about the selection not necessarily the competition that they have faced so mm-hmm. it's a it's a really difficult thing to to kind of put your finger on as a, as a supporter and say that the players are complacent because you, you only see them during the game um, so it's probably more about what she sees um, from them during training and how they've kind of conducted themselves and what she's expecting from them. So, yeah, it, it, she's, she has to critique them that way because they're so close to the top three. She doesn't want them to drop off. In this league, if anything, you can see that teams perform week by week depending on their opponents and they will kind of raise their game or, you know, make mistakes. And some sometimes Manchester United have played really, really well, but there are still been elements within the game where there have been mistakes that, you know, even we as fans kind of say, you know, that really shouldn't be happening. But, you know, in football, everything happens. Yeah. I mean, United have been putting the performances, and for me, 
they've been doing really well in the league. You know, I mean, they're certainly, you know, putting the pressure on. They're, they're giving that competitive edge to the games that they play. But obviously, you've had a couple of disappointing results. Um, I think it was like the ones that are standing out, like the Bristol, the West Ham game, where you're looking, obviously, and expecting your team to get those results as well. Yeah, you know, I think the, the Bristol result, in a sense, is it's that kind of post-Christmas, you, you're, you're always worried about what your team are going to do post-Christmas period, that break. That was the game that, you know, every uh, Manchester United, Barmy Army fan, just fan in general, would have said, we're going to get three points here, you know, that's, it's a given, we're going to get three points. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the two defeats, I would say the West Ham defeat hurt more. You know, because that that game, that that the goal that was scored, that was almost like at the death, uh, where the goal went in. But two games that fans would have expected three points, at least. Um, but yeah, it's it kind of an indifferent because Manchester United have shown that they can play against the best. Played well against Arsenal. Played well against Chelsea. Yeah, they did. You know, played well against Manchester City. But then it's you know. The, t- the sides where the, you could say the complacency may have kind of just settled a little bit and mm-hmm. they haven't performed at that level and, and maybe it's because it's too difficult you know that you, you just don't know yeah I mean for me there's been a number of standout players for United like this season so far but who's impressed you um, out of the players that have joined I would say Hayley Ladd has been by far the best you know I know that we talk about you know the World Cup stars and uh, Jackie Gronin is, is the darling of um, a number of fans. But for me, Hayley Ladd, who she plays almost like she is two players. And when you have someone that is uh, able to break up play the way that she does in front of the back four, giving them the protection that they, that they need, but also to supplement the attack and go forward, stand out. And, and she doesn't get the necessary praise that some other players will get. And she really, for me, she has been a f- phenomenal. Uh, and this is not to say that the others, because like Leo Gorton has been great. Yeah, James I was going to say Leo, Leo Gorton, she's unbelievable. Yeah, she. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I could say Leah straight away, but you know, there are there are those that do a job that they do it so well that no one even pays any attention, and Haley is that player. Yeah. So is she underrated in your opinion? I, I wouldn't even say that she's underrated. She's just not necessarily getting the same level of praise, and sometimes your central defensive midfielder doesn't even in the men's game it's only mm-hmm. of late that that kind of niche role has been kind of highlighted as being you know oh you've got to have one of these players but when you don't then you realise how important they are and she really really does a very very good job you know and um, I'm not taking any shine or you know limelight away from those girls you know, I just want them to for me I, I think if I had to put my finger on one player and uh, it would be Hayley Ladd, which will shock a number of uh, the Barmy Army people because they think that I, I keep praising Martha Harris as well, so she has to get a shout as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, we've got to talk about Katie Zellum as well because she is obviously coming to the fold as captain since the departure of Alex Greenwood early on in the summer. Um, I was quite surprised that they chose Zellum, but how have you felt she's done as a leader of that team? Well, I wouldn't have said that she was necessarily always number one, but you would have expected her to be within the, the kind of group that they would have looked at. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm surprised that she's the captain, but I wouldn't necessarily say that she's probably the most vocal. Um, 
but things have changed this season. She's really come on. She's got five goals. Uh, the bulk of those have been from free kicks and penalties, but you need to take them and, and, and put them in the back of the net, what she's done. Yeah. And she seems to, you know, kind of grown into the role and, and uh, as captain. And uh, she's led the team well. But uh, to be honest, I, w- I would look at a number of the girls in that team and think that they could be captain because they have to be of a certain calibre to play for Manchester United. And uh, Casey's not one for sentiment. I don't think at all. So she has winners in her team and she has leaders in her team. And uh, she's, she, uh, and I say she, uh, Katie Zellum at the moment is the one that's, that has the armband and uh, she's doing really well. Yeah. Um, she scored again at the weekend, didn't she? And I think. She did indeed. Yeah. I think for me at the moment, my biggest worry is obviously if you guys get a set piece or on those dead balls, you look. <laughs> <laughs> very dangerous and I feel as from a fan's perspective it's for us not to really give you those opportunities to give anything away in the game that will lead to you getting obviously something off of the back of say a set piece set piece yeah well you know that, that, to be honest my my um when I played football in the Sunday and Saturday leagues my manager would always say you know, he would always ask this question he would say how do you stop headed goals and we'd look at him and he said stop the cross because yeah. the minute it got, you know what I mean? You're kind of in logic in itself. So, yeah. you know, from Manchester City's point of view, is you don't want to concede corners. Yeah. You'd rather concede the throw, and you don't want to concede fouls in front of your your um, penalty area or in the penalty box. So, the, you know, Manchester City have three things really that they have to concern themselves with, and, and knowing that Leah Galton and and uh, Kirsty Hansen will probably be. You know, they'll have the, the white of the, the, the pitch lines on their boots waiting to see what you guys are going to do. But, you know, as I've said, I've seen Manchester City this season and I'm concerned about the players that you guys have. So, I'm glad you're worried. So, I'm glad you're worried. I'm, I'm, I'm very worried. I'm very, I'm, I, can I say, I'm, I, you know, what I... You, when you watch football live, it's very different to what you see on the TV or the FA Cup. Absolutely, I say that all the time. <laughs> you know, honestly, and I've watched the Lionesses on TV, and I'm looking at, uh, looking, I'm, I'm going to say Ellen White. Yeah, she's okay. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her live, and the movement that this she does is just amazing. Yeah. Honestly, and I just thought, wow, her movement is ridiculous, and that's why. For me, I've named Hayley Ladd as the player for us to stand up because I'm I am so fearful of the two centre backs, whoever they are for Manchester United on the day that they don't pick her up because she has this knack of being almost invisible mm-hmm. but until the ball arrives in the box. I think we've seen the the best of that through both Ellen White and Pauline Bremer, though. You know this oh. combination up front, this this four four two that we're doing at the moment. It's just you know. I really feel like we're getting the best of the team. My only worry is that we're going to be missing Janine Becky because she's had such she's been so prevalent in the games that we've played just recently with her playing in the right back position and enabling us to attack the games better. Um, yeah. Who's going to fill into that position? Um, it's most likely going to be Megan Campbell, and obviously her threat and is her throws because she can do like massive long long throws and and that can be obviously. Of, of benefit but she's not as forward thinking as Janine Becky is so it'll be interesting to see how we adapt the game our game without her if you know what I mean yeah 
Yeah, I mean, she has been in that game. I thought so. She played really, really well. Um, yeah, Bremer again in terms of the goal ratio. She has the best goal ratio per minute of any of the the, the goal scorers in the women's super league. It's phenomenal. Um, again, I didn't want to mention her obviously because she has nine goals. So, you know, <laughs> let's not let's not try and big Manchester City up too much, you know. So. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Manchester United have got their own goal-scoring uh, phenomenon in Lauren James. But yeah. uh, what what is different with this Manchester City team, from you know, from my point of view, is that they they're playing with two out-and-out strikers, mm-hmm. which you, you you don't necessarily always see in men's football now. But to see it in women's football, you're just thinking, okay, so you're going to occupy both the centre backs. How is this going to work? And it does work really well. So the game will be. For me, a really intriguing game to see, really entertaining, hopefully. Um, and I will be obviously extremely nervous, but yeah. hopeful um, for the, the, the city to be red, as yeah. it is meant to be. And so we've, we've talked about how effective uh, United have been with set pieces and games, but we've yet to really see the likes of Jane Ross <laughs> really contributing. Oh, 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 do you know what? You know, I've got to bring it up because... I was getting on so well with you. <laughs> this was like nice. I, well, you know, obviously she's... Welcoming podcast chat about the derby. And not, there you go. I know. I, what I'm going to say is, with Jane Ross, obviously she's come, you know, she's come from City, she's gone to West Ham, but she's just, you don't seem to really get the best of her. And that's not to do with United, that's to do with, you know, her previous teams as well. And what do you feel United have got to do to get the best of her? Is it the players behind her or is it just solely down to her personal performance? Because I, Yeah, I, I I, would say that Jane Ross is a confidence player. I think she's someone who needs um, an arm around her as well in terms of like telling her how good she is. Yeah. In terms of formation, playing on her own up front is not her game. She needs to be in a 4-4-2. Or she needs to have someone, whether it's a, the, the, the withdrawn striker as a number 10 or the false nine, as they say, that's closer to her so they can work on, on patterns of plays or one-two. That hasn't materialised so far this season from a, a Manchester United point of view. And it's, it's the one criticism that I would say of this team, and I'd be bold and say of, of Casey, that you, there is no plan B in terms of the strike force, it's either one in, one out mm-hmm. for whoever's up top. And um, in comparison to Manchester City, who will be able to rotate from one striker to two strikers as they have have demonstrated so far this season. That's the, that's the difference in terms of levels. So for Jane Ross, I, I feel for her, she came in in the summer uh, with, with you know the announcement of about four or five players you know within a space of a two weeks and uh, we hoped that she would probably get more goals than she has done but also she I'm sure I'm sure goals. sorry to interrupt I'm sure somebody one of the the Barmy Army said about 40 goals this season I've got it all written down I just wanted to pick these little oh, nuggets oh, out no I'm only winding you up <laughs> Say that, um, and 
and what I'm going to do <laughs> as well is uh, we recorded those uh, way back at the beginning of the season or before. I need to review those and listen back again and think, right, where did we go wrong in terms of our uh, hopes and dreams? Well, no, it is. It, you have a player come in and, you know, she is an established, you know, out-and-out striker to a point. But I just, I think the thing is with Jane Ross, like, you want her to, you know she's got a level, but she just doesn't quite get there. You know, she has absolute moments of brilliance, but she just lacks a bit of consistency. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she gets a hat-trick now on Saturday. Yeah, she probably will now after I said this. <laughs> <laughs> so looking ahead to Saturday then, um, how do you feel like the game's going to play out? I mean, it's going to be a well-fought game from both teams. I mean, City are looking to retain trophies this season so an early exit from the competition will be a massive disappointment especially against their rivals wanting to cause an upset I mean we've got to be I know we've got to be our best but I mean I think this could be more competitive than even our previous encounters what do you think this this game is like I said it's in the rocky it's in the rocky series rocky three you know when this is the do or die this is it now and um (laughs) It will be more competitive. Both teams have the rub of one another in terms of how they, they play. Uh, the, the, the difference will be obviously the two strikers that City have in terms of them being available for this game. And yeah, it, it, it will be down to who scores first. Mm-hmm. That's what it will be down. It won't be about how many goals. It will be down to who scores first. Because I think whoever scores first will be able to build their base on that and either defend from deep and play counter-attacking football or just control the game. And and uh, um, I'm hoping that um, Katie Zellum gets a free kick within the first five minutes and, you know, we sort it from there. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so, um, we, so what's your prediction for the game? If you were going to go for a scoreline? Oh, oh, I know it's, like, impossible. <laughs> near impossible. Yeah, near impossible. Um uh, I will be bold. I would say I want this game to have goals. I'm going to go as much as I've I've said. That I, I'm fearful of, of Manchester City. It has to be a Manchester United win. I'm going to go for three goals to two. Um, and I, I'm wanting I'm wanting Jane Ross to get two. Okay. Of those. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. After your comments. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um. So will you be there on Saturday? No, do you know something? I was actually going to. Pl- I was in the middle of, of booking my train ticket when I, the news flashed up that the BBC would be um, showing the game, which mm-hmm. then made me kind of like change my mind and think I'll save it for another time. So I'm, so, I'm going to try and plan uh, to go up as soon as possible. I know the Barmy Army will be thinking, no, he's not, but I will be. Um, but I'll be supporting the girls nonetheless and, and still hoping for a, a Manchester United victory. Regardless where I am. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, where can people find you on social media? Because you are on Twitter and you've got your um, uh, YouTube channel as well. So, where can people find wow. you? Yeah, um, I'm on um, at Rodney Cyrus. It's um, at Rodney with an underscore Cyrus with a C C Y R U S. And on my Twitter profile page, there's a link to the YouTube channel, which is on and off the pitch. And there's also uh, an on and off the pitch Twitter, which I've had to set up recently, which is at on and off the PIT1. Brilliant. So there you go. Brilliant. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Rodney. I really enjoyed it. 
um hopefully we'll be able to do it again maybe maybe for the conti cup final you know <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i was just thinking we're definitely good at least two more times this these two yeah. teams to face each other just the way it's going to go yeah i'll take your um, invitation gladly and uh, I, I hope to speak to you then and, uh, and and definitely speak to you when jane ross gets the, the two goals yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll just be like hiding somewhere in the back of the back of the lsv and just burying my head in my shirt probably <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very emotional. <laughs> all right, will. all right, Rodney. Well, all the best. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for having, thank you for having me on. All right, bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. If you're at the game at Lee Sports Village on Saturday and you see us, say hello. We'll be chatting to fans before the match and after it to get your thoughts and feelings on the game and we'll be sharing those with you in next week's episode. And just a reminder for our shameless social media plug, please make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at MCWFanCast. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye.